Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is, not was, but this is the day that the Lord has made. And and not only do I need to rejoice and be glad in it, but we, everyone listening on the World Wide Web, everyone that's called in, we need to rejoice and praise God on purpose and with purpose. So what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to do something a little different. I usually ask for people, you know, to pray for the program. But this morning I feel led not only to pray for the program, but I feel led to pray for the people Um, not just the listeners, because I pray for you all uh, many times, and I could always pray more. So there's no such thing as over-praying. But um, the attacks that have been coming um, on the people that have said yes to God is no joke. And um, a matter of fact, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the things that I had went through on yesterday on my way here. So first of all, let me start off with prayer. Father God, forgive us. Forgive me for every sin of commission, omission, and deeds that I may have even thought or conceived in my heart. God, forgive us for the times when the elements and the situations and the circumstances had us to believe that they were greater than you. God, teach us how to keep our eyes on you, Mm-mm-mm. how to keep our focus on you, how with our very dying breath we will talk about you. We will brag on you. We will use prayer and supplication to communicate with you. God, it is truly all about you. Not just what we're thinking, but what we're living, what we're doing, God. It's all about you. Teach us the importance of knowing, God, that it's all about you. Teach us, God, the importance of taking every day of our lives to focus on what you say. Not only what you say, what you've shown us over and over and over again. You've shown us love. You've shown us consistency. You've shown us transparency. And you've shown us the importance of spreading the gospel, the good news. We thank you for the gospel. Because of the gospel, we not only have a chance of eternal life, but we have a chance of eternal life with you. God, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for that chance to tell somebody about this sick and dying world about an opportunity to tell them about how the temporal things of this earth 
can condemn us to a dying hell if we decide not to keep our focus on you. God, teach us how to love you. Teach us how to adore you. Teach us how to obey you on purpose and with purpose. Teach us how the enemy not only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he comes to do the very thing that he did in the book of Genesis, to plant confusion, to plant doubt, to plant things that would make us believe that they're bigger than you. Nothing and no one's bigger than you. No situation, no circumstance. Even Jesus, when he thought the cross was big, he ended up saying, not my will, but your will be done. So, God, if we don't leave off the program saying anything else on today, I pray that you put a not my will, but your will be done in our minds, in our souls, in our conversations, in our prayers, in the very things that we do. Teach us the importance of following the example that Jesus Christ has set before us. For he's the same today and every day. He never, ever, 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 ever changes. Teach us, God, how to be consistent just like Jesus. For you said you created us in your likeness and your image, and we thank you for that, God, and we don't take it for granted. Heal, deliver, make whole and set free. Strengthen, my God. Those that are weak, those that are feeble, strengthen. Those that need an encouraging word, strengthen. Those that are not sick in, just sick in their bodies, but they're sick in their mind, God. They're sick in their conversations. They're sick in the elements of life that come to get us off focus. Strengthen them, encourage them, and cause them to be a walking, living epistle, even in their weakness. God, I thank you for you have taken my weaknesses and have made them not only messages and testimonies, but you've shown other people how to not have to go through the things that I went through or that others have went through through our testimony. Teach us the power of a testimony. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So, Today, I want to start off by sharing an entire chapter uh, in the Bible. But before I read that, I just want to say that many people that say that they are religious or Christians or believers or that they are saved are really not. They're just entertainer seekers. They're seeking to be entertained by God. They're seeking to be entertained by God's people. They're not just the itchy ear congregation, but they're the self-righteous congregation that I heard Minister Sylvia say it again, and we oftentimes say it, that are on the air to pick apart and to decipher and to 
basically be a critic of what's being taught or what's being shared. But God, what I like is what you've been teaching me my whole government career is that I've had great bosses and I've had horrible bosses, but I learned from them both. And because I was able to learn from them both, and both of them taught me what to do and what not to do, I learned that neither was a waste of my time because they both taught me a lesson that God had sent them to teach me. So I'm going to read Second Timothy, the third chapter. I'm going to read it in its entirety, so please be patient with me. This known also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, mm. the entertainer seekers, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Mm, the form of godliness. I think that's talking about the entertainer. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janice and Jabraz withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. Oh, my God. Reprobate concerning the faith? Hmm, let me keep on going. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as there also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, Faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Persecution and affliction which came unto me at Antioch of Iconium of Lystra. What persecutions I endured. Mm, I'm going to say that again. What persecutions I endured. Okay, one more time for the Son and the Father and the Holy Ghost. What persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivers me, mm, strong deliverance. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. One more time. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, 
which are able to make thee wise into salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by God and of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. My God. I love how the word says that we will be deceived or be the deceiver, talking about humanity. I love how it talks about we will be wise in our faith through Christ Jesus. I love how it talks about that it will be profitable, not just to our doctrine, but for the reproof and correction and instructions in righteousness. It's talking about the word of God, not man, not mankind, not women, not me, not Cecilia, but the word. It's what's going to be profitable to us. Isn't that awesome that the word of God is going to be profitable to us? Well, the message on the day is who and what are you following? Because, see, many people forget there's lots of F's, but there's two F's that I want to talk about. Are you following your feelings or are you following the Father? See, when you follow your feelings and your emotions, you get frustrated. You operate in failure after failure after failure. Do you know that children throw tantrums, but so do adults? I've seen and I've heard of how adults just, um, when you're not agreeing with them, they say you're arguing. When I have a different opinion or a different stance, than you have, that doesn't mean I'm arguing. That means we're going to agree to disagree. For instance, some people may believe that all people of color are lazy. I disagree. I believe that every individual is different and that even a person that is deemed to be lazy can be a person that can change and to be a great overcomer into a great um, nation slayer, into a great demon slayer. I believe we just have to ask God what that person needs, and they have to ask too to challenge them to be more and to do more. See, God already realizes this, and he already told us that in the last days, that it would be difficult times and they would be perilous. Remember, I just read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 17. See, evil instead of good is what feelings will cause us to follow. But see, when we follow the Father, we follow Jesus and his example, what he's exemplifying. Because, see, a lot of people think of, I'm going to say the initials first, WWTDD versus WWJD. So when you're following WWTDD instead of WWJD, 
That means when you are operating in your feelings and your emotions, you're basically saying, what would the devil do? That's WWTDD versus what would Jesus do? Because, see, when we follow the word, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we follow the will and the way of God, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we ask God for wisdom, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we're asking God to help us to walk in his truth, when we're asking God to be our firm foundation, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we're saying, God, I have faith, but increase my faith. God, I believe, but help thy my unbelief. We're saying, what would Jesus do? When we're saying, I accept what God allows, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we say, be it unto me according to God's word and God's will, we're saying, what would Jesus do? When we say, not my will, but your will be done, we're saying, what would Jesus do? Ha! Geradamosa! Oftentimes, we forget that God is perfecting us, not that we're the perfect one, for there's only one that's perfect. See that? The perfect trinity gives us a perfect example of perfection, but we haven't arrived there yet. But see, many people have picked out certain sins and built a doctrine or a ministry of condemnation on it. Many people are actively practicing sin and saying, God knows my heart. Yes, he does, and that it's evil. Many people are forgetting to ask God to deliver them and to deliver them for real, not just for play, not for fake, not so that they could be a, a, a down low sinner where they're saved on the outside and saved in front of you. And, and, but when they're behind the scenes, when they're behind closed doors, they're living ratchet lives, you know, and this and that and that and this. See, we have to remember that most sins that people commit, they can commit alone, you know, jealousy, evil, things of that sort. Although fornication and adultery usually takes at least two or more people, we have to realize that when we're walking in our feelings and our emotions, that's pride. And that's us saying to God, I know more than you. I know what to do. But see, sometimes our delivery is off. Sometimes our reception is off. So we have to ask God. I'm talking about Cecilia. I have to ask God. God, help me with my delivery and how I deliver what I'm saying. God, help me with the reception of how I received being saved, said or said in a what I perceive as rude manner. See, one of the mistakes that we make sometimes is we want a non-believer to have the same reaction as us. For instance, if I say something to a non-believer, a non-Christian, and they throw a tantrum, sometimes I'm upset because I'm like, I wouldn't do that. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm the believer. Sometimes they do and say things in a disrespectful manner, and I say, I wouldn't do that. I'm not supposed to. I'm the believer. 
sometimes they throw tantrum after tantrum after tantrum, and they're in their 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, oh, and on and on. Sometimes they're 12. Sometimes they're 2. Sometimes they're 10. So is it because they're immature? Or is it because they're unlearned in the things of God? Let's allow people to be human. Let's allow people to be who they are. And while we're allowing them to be who they are, to live as examples before them, to pray for them, to ask God, God, show me how to let them know that they can't handle me like that, that they can't talk to me like that, that they can't use me like that. Because, see, we have to thank God that he's perfecting those things that concern him according to the word of God. He's perfecting our peace. He's perfecting our joy. He's perfecting our understanding. He's perfecting our thanksgiving. He's perfecting us knowing that he's omnipresent. He's perfecting us knowing that he's uh, omnipotent. He's perfecting us knowing that he's uh, always not just there, but he knows everything. He's all-powerful. He's perfecting us knowing that he's the God of love because he is love. He's perfecting us knowing that we are to pray, and we're to pray about everything, everywhere. We're to pray to the King of kings. We're to pray knowing that the Lord of lords is uh, uh, sitting next to the Father making intercession for us. We're to pray for that friend, that doctor, that lawyer, that mother, that cousin, that aunt, that uncle. We're to pray the word of God, for we know that the word of God is yea and amen. See, the Bible, the Bible, not Cecilia, the Bible teaches us about how the word and our faith is more precious than gold, you know, in First Peter uh, 1 and 7. Indeed, your faith will be tested. Indeed, your faith will be tried. Indeed, you can expect difficulties and uncertainties and expect persecution such as racism and sexism and ageism and microaggressions and micro inequalities. And you can expect as a woman for a man to actually think that because you're the minority, you're the wife, that he can treat you a, a certain way, not realizing that we are to treat both parties with respect and honor. But see, when you're being tried, when you're being perfected, that person's going to push your buttons, and they're going to push them way down. They're going to push them until they hurt over and over and over again until you learn to have thick skin. And when they push your button, you laugh in the face of the devil and say, I know you. You did that 21 years. It ain't working. This year 22. They said when you do something 21 times over and over again that it becomes a habit. So if they push your button already 21 times over and over again and you've learned to react, now take another 21 times to learn not to react. My God, that sounds like 42 to me, but that's a whole nother lesson. See, we have to learn how to hold on and not only be strong, but Hold on and let God develop us. Let God develop our faith, 
by spending time with him, by worshiping him with him, by worshiping him. Because, see, when we worship in him and when we worship with him, we learn to follow his truths, not humankind, because humankind going to tell you, I'm just saying It's this or it's that. No, what is God saying? What would Jesus do in this situation? Not what would the devil do. We got a whole bunch of practice of doing what the devil would do. But let's get on the side of saying that my feelings and my emotions and my opinions and my biases don't have the benefit that the faith in God has. So I've chosen to follow God. I've chosen to follow the Father himself. Uh, Minister Sylvia uh, has lately been saying, good God morning. And so I laughed. And I said, God, after the experience I had on yesterday driving here, the morning, I can't say that. I said, that's her thing. I said, God, I'm going to start back saying, good God day. Because, see, in the very beginning, in Genesis, God created day and night. And it talks about how in the beginning the world was without form and heavens without form. But he saw that it was void and that it was waste and that it was empty and that it was dark. And he gave it form. And that he was moving and hovering over the waters. And he made the light part of the day and he made the Darkness, a part of the night. And so since I know that there's going to be some light days in my life, uh-huh, go with me, but I also know that there's going to be some dark nights in my life, I'm going to let God take care of the dark because I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus and count on the word of God, and I'm going to be the light before men. Because just because you aren't treating me right don't mean I'm not going to treat you right. Case and example. I have people that work for me and work with me and that I work for. Many of them have not treated me fairly. Many of them have done all types of evil towards me. But the ones that work for me, God doesn't let me hold it against them. He makes me still treat them right. You know the way he treats us when we um, treat him wrong? That's a whole other message too. The ones that work alongside me, he showed me how to be examples before them. And when they do the things that they do, to still greet them, to still be respectful to them, not to do tit for tat. The ones that work over me, he taught me how to do my job and give him the glory for it and do it to the best of not my ability but his ability. For I ask him to show me how to have a good God day every day, every millisecond, every nanosecond. See, Psalms 118 and 24 says, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. See, that's light. Psalms 90, verses 4 and 12 says, For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passes by. Or as a watch in the night, so teach us to number our days that we may 
present to you a heart of wisdom. See, I need God's wisdom, and I need it daily. Second Peter 3 and 8 says, But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord, once again, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. So because of that good God day, I don't have time to waste it on the evils of payback and all of that stuff because a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, but a thousand years is like a day. So it's a good God day for me because I don't know if it's a thousand years right now or if it's a, a day, but I know that the word of God tells me that with the Lord one day, he didn't say two days. One day, he didn't say one morning. He he said one day, that's day and night, is like a thousand years with the Lord. Psalm 39 and 4 says, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. So every day, mm, Every day, I need to be focused and concentrating on God, not on my troubles, not on my strongholds like bondage and jealousy and pride and perversion and the antichrist spirit and a deaf and dumb spirit, the things that I fear, the things that are familiar, the entertainers, the idolatry, the infirmities, the heaviness. But I need to declare that when the word and Genesis 2 declared that by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So resting in God means I accept what God allows and that I allow the faith of God to rest in me. And you may say, but what does that have to do with what you're talking about? Many of us are practicing evil and things that say, what would the devil do? Because we're tired and we need to rest. Many of us keep going and going and going and going, and we're trying to figure out why we keep losing our focus, why we're having the early stages of dementia in the spirit realm, because you need to rest in God. You need to rest in the word of God, so that you won't get caught up in your feelings. Feelings are liquid. They're forever changing. They shift, and they differ depending on the circumstances. One minute you could be happy, and the very next minute you could be sad. But see, when you keep your eyes on God, you realize that he has the abundance and the benefits of salvation and deliverance and peace and joy and sanctification that Ephesians 2 and 8 tells us about, that First Peter 1 and 8 tells us about. It talks about the benefits of prosperity, the benefits of peace, the benefits of love, the benefits of joy. But see, in order to have those benefits, we have to rest in God. And that means not only do we have to spiritually rest, we have to physically rest. On yesterday, I realized that on last week, I had prophesied something to myself. On my drive here, I went through 
two snowstorms, two rainstorms. I went through sun. I had went through all of the things that I talked about, about when he people were saying, I'll make it rain, talking about money. And I was saying, God can make it rain. He can make it snow. He can bring heat. I was just talking about all those things. And then I experienced it in my drive here. And I realized that that's us when we're walking and abiding in our feelings. One minute we're crying. The next minute we're happy. One minute we're the life of the party. The next minute we're rude. And we're, I'm just saying, I've asked God, to help me to know when I'm operating in my feelings and my emotions versus operating in my faith in my Heavenly Father. See, some of us are operating in our feelings because of past trauma and past drama, past wounds or past wounds or past situation or circumstances. Some of us are stuck in that place. We have not allowed God to heal us so that we can move on and we can be made whole. We're stagnant. We're stuck. The enemy is coming to kill, to steal, and to destroy us by keeping us stuck. When waters get stuck, they smell. They, they're foul. But see, remember, feelings are like liquid. They're like that place that we're stuck in. But, see, we can come over here to the Lord's eyes and God and say, God, you said in Matthew that I could ask. You said that I could believe and that I could receive. God, you said that when I pray for the daily provisions and the safety and the bread, that, God, you would give it. You said that when I pray that I can have faith that you'll give me the daily materials that I need, whether they're spiritual or naturally. You said that if I seek you and if I seek you early, I would find you. You said that when I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these things shall be added unto me, the whole, the whole role of hope, the whole role of joy, the whole role of fruitfulness in my home, in my body, in my life, and so much more. God, teach me. Teach me, God, how to not be walking around in my feelings and my emotions. Teach me, God, how to not to be selfish and careless and manipulative and jealous and envy and spiteful. Teach me how not to have a life that exemplifies what would the devil do, but give me a life that shows me that that shouldn't be my norm, that shouldn't be my practice, because now I'm allowing the devil to kill, to steal, and destroy that which you've given me for my destiny. God, your word is absolute, and you're an absolute God, and you can bless me and have the manifestation of my destiny that you've empowered me and given me, spiritually and physically. God, I want to resemble Christ, his effectiveness in Mark 11 and 24, I mean 23, and his effectiveness in Matthew 17, 19 and 20. God, the faith of God is major and key to the ministry being successful. God, the faith of God is essential to uh, me being able to impart into this person and that person over here and allowing you to 
impart in me your word, your blessing. How many times has God allowed us to bless people and they've caused us to be frustrated with blessing them because they took what we gave them and they dishonored it. They just threw it away. They act like it was nothing. But God allowed you to be a blessing. That's what we're to concentrate on. But God gave you the things to be a blessing. My God, we need to be focusing on what God gave us, what God used us to do. We aren't to be in our feelings and upset about what they did and how they handled it. We're to pray for them. And so remember that God may ask you to bless them over and over and over again until they learn how to be the right reciprocal of that. It may take them 21 times. Uh huh. I know you hear me. But see, even Jesus rebuked Peter and called him a stumbling block. In Matthew 16 and 20, Peter, the apostle, God told him he was being led astray. He told him to get behind him. Jesus called him a stumbling block. So when these people are allowed to be stumbling blocks before us, Satan, get thee behind me. My God. When we go into Zechariah, third chapter, one and two, it says, and then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Be that fire. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Get thee behind me. Know when the enemy is pushing your button. He's taking that trigger, and it's like they're taking a, a, uh, their finger and they're pressing on that area that hurts. They're pressing on that area that's been causing you so much pain, and you forgot about it because it's connected to past hurts. Mm-hmm. It's connected to past dilemmas. But see, when you come over here and you focus on what God is saying, he said, ask me for what you want. We've asked you for the provision, God. We asked you for the safety, God. We've asked you for the protection. Now we ask you for the wisdom of what to do with the button pushers. We ask you for what to do when we the we are the button pushers. Uh-huh. Sometimes we don't want to talk about that. See, when the devil came in Genesis, he was very crafty in what he was doing. He planted confusion and doubt. But see, some of us have been saved long enough that he can't use the doubt thing because we're going to proclaim and declare the word of God. But he can sure use the deception thing by you allowing, by me allowing that person to act silly and cause me to act in a way that's not Christ-like. But if I focus on the thought 
And I say, God, according to Ephesians 6, 11, and 16, I need to wear the whole armor of God. God, I, I, I believe I didn't put my shoes on this morning because I didn't come out with the gospel of peace. God, I believe I didn't put my shield of faith on because when those flaming darts came, I let them get through. God, I, I say, my God in heaven help me today. Mm-hmm. God, I believe that I don't have my 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 breastplate of righteousness in place. Because, God, I didn't cuss, but I sure almost cussed. My God. Let's keep it moving. I'm going. See, when we get caught up in our feelings, we don't resist the devil so that he will flee. When we get caught up in our feelings, we forget that First Peter 5, 8, and 9 says, Be alert of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resistance, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You know that persecution we talked about earlier? But see, when we listen to the word daily, when we meditate on the word of God daily, when we hear the word of God daily, whether it's in song or whether it's in word, we have to understand that according to Romans 10 and 17, that faith comes by hearing, and it's hearing by the word of God. And the word of God produces faith. So when we read the book of Proverbs, we understand that we need to keep the word in our heart. We understand that the word of God brings us good health and benefits. We understand that the word of God, when it brings us the good health, sometimes we're not talking about a physical health, but we're talking about a spiritual health. My God. It's something when you know that you're healthy in the spirit realm. It's something when you know that you're you're, you're doing the things that Jesus would do. It's something with knowing to tell God, God, I'm being transparent. I missed it right there. But I'm coming back to you not only repenting. I'm saying help me now to do it 21 times the way that Jesus would do it so that it would become a habit. Help me to do it 41 times. Help me to do it 72 times. Help me to do it 100 times so that the word of God will become a habit to me. See, when we get caught up in our feelings, when a bill is due or overdue, sometimes we panic and we become predatory borrowers. See, there's predatory spending, there's predatory lending, but when we become predatory borrowers, that means we're going to go back and borrow that feeling that we were supposed to let go because somebody mistreated us. We're going to go back and borrow those uh, um, things that we said when we were dealing with that institutionalized bias and systemic racism and sexism, and we're going to try to retaliate against somebody instead of saying, what would Jesus do? See, we're going to forget about when we were blackballed, neglected, and rejected. We're going to forget about when we wanted to give that person a payback or when we wanted to get led into a pity party or depression. What would Jesus do? We're going to forget about when we needed help and nobody helped us, but they always asking us for help. Oh, my God, they always 
got an excuse. But what would Jesus do? We forget about that sometimes the very people that we bless were ungrateful, but what would Jesus do? He'd keep on blessing. You know, there's a lot more that I have. But God wants me to stop right here. And we may have uh, a part two on next week, and then again, we may not. But I need for you to know this. Whatever, whatever, whenever, wherever it is, when you miss it, take it to God. Don't be afraid to apologize to the other person that needs to give you an apology. Because first of all, you need to glorify God and say, I believe that you owe me an apology. But the Christ in me says that I'm going to apologize to you. And I'm going to ask God not to let me get upset again the next time you do what you just did. But I'm also asking God to show you how to handle a gift. I'm going to ask God to show you the destiny that's in my life that's connected to you. See, sometimes we forget that when we're following Christ, we're following his example. And as we follow his example, it does not mean persecution and other things will leave. So, Minister Sylvia, I'm going to turn the program over to you. And like I said, maybe next week we'll get part two. Uh, Who are you following, your feelings or the Father? Uh, good morning, everyone. All I can say on today is sometimes you can't say, man, you have to say, ouch. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes you just have to say, ouch. I thank God for the word on today. I thank God for the exposing. I thank God for the instruction. I thank God for the look in the mirror day. I just want to know if there's anyone on Blog Talk right now that would like to um, have a comment on today's service or just enjoyed listening in. If so, the lines are open. Please speak now. Good morning, saints of God. This is Minister Margot, and I'd just like to say that the word was, as always, inspiring and instructive. We thank God for Apostle-elect, and we continue to feast at his table. She's definitely anointed to feed God's sheep. Thank you for a, a generous helping of the word today. Let us apply it to our lives. Thank you again, in Jesus' name, and amen. Pray for me. Amen, amen. Is there anyone else? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hello. This is Minister Carvon. I'm coming in late, but I want to say that 
what I got for the word was <clears throat> I want to use respect for next week's lesson because I believe respect goes with accountability and owning up to stuff that you do. I wasn't accountable for coming in on time today, but for the next few weeks I will. And I believe I have a subject now on respect that other people will want to hear because I think respect is very important in our everyday lives because we are not shown it. So respect turns into disrespect and different ways that we don't show respect to others than we think we do. Okay, thank you, Minister Kavan. I'm going to allow Apostle and you to address that comment. But I just want to say, if there's anyone else on the line that would like to make a comment on today, please do so now. Okay. I thank God for today's lesson because as Apostle was teaching, um, as I listened to her yesterday say how she drove through so many rainstorms, so many snowstorms, and even the sun, and she was like laughing because she said, I prophesied my own word, which she told you all about that, to myself, not knowing that we are first partakers when we say something we are able to see God's word come true. And I just thank God for just being able to to listen. And, and I love the fact when she said a lot of times um, we have to understand that um, myself, I'm going to say myself especially, because I've listened to ministries, whether it's from myself or anyone else, I apply it to me. I don't see what somebody else needs to have correction. I don't see what somebody else needs to get it. I apply it to me. I thank God for her saying that I have to make sure we uh, say what would Jesus do, not what the devil would do. We have to make sure that we can we pray up so that we can uh, be able to draw help draw them to God instead of pushing them away because I need to learn how to tell you how you can handle me. You, you know, you handle a crystal bowl a certain way compared to the way you handle a, a plastic bowl. You handle a crystal bowl a certain way compared to the way you handle a glass bowl. But when you know you're handling something delicate, you and yourself, you have to make sure you keep your spirit prayed up because at that point in time when somebody's picking and poking and poking and picking, you're in a delicate place. And I'm just praying God keep me in a place where, say, we may learn how to pray and ask God about your delivery. You know, so we, we, we can take this word on today and pray and ask God to teach us how to approach his throne as well as situations that come upon us, whether it's God making it rain or, Whatever it is that we 
we ask God to teach us about our delivery. So if um, no one else would like to have anything to say at this time, I'm going to pause before I give you all our closing remarks. If you have something to say, say it now, please. Okay, thank you all. On Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Margot McCord and Minister Brandon. And uh, hopefully Minister Carvar will be coming aboard, will be here on Sunday mornings with Iron Shopping Iron, Smile 3E, Blog Talk Radio. And on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this Monday is the second Monday, so our speaker will be servant, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, which is celebrating his birthday today at New Macedonian on Madison at uh, 4 p.m. So if you're not doing anything, go by there to celebrate with the man of God on today. He will be our speaker tomorrow night on Smile 3E, Iron Shopping, Iron Blog Talk, Radio, and Facebook Live. And this Friday coming up at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it will be my Friday to speak, and we're going to see what God has to say on Friday uh, for Blog Talk Radio, Smile 3, Iron Shopping Iron, and Facebook Live. We want to say we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Apostle is back in your hands. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for the service on today. We thank you for your word that brings life, it brings liberty, it brings truth. It also brings conviction. It doesn't bring condemnation because that's on the enemy's side. So we thank you for any conviction that we all have felt on today because as Minister Sylvia said, it begins with the person delivering the word first. I thank you for Minister Kavan and how he's going to become faithful to the things that he tells you that he wants to do. I thank you for Minister Margot that she's blessed in the city and blessed in the field. She's the head and not the tail. She's whole. She's complete. And that although her body may be in pain, you're going to even perfect her even in her pain. For she's going to encourage somebody else for the spiritual lesson that you're taking her to and through while she's going through the physical pain. My God. For the testimony that she will share will bless many. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, we even thank you for Minister Sylvia that said that it was an ouch moment for her. God, that she's blessed in the city and blessed in the field, that she's the head and not to tell that her vast to overflow. And God, that yea, though she may walk with many that don't know you, it's because she's being used as the walking, living in crystal, red of men. Remind her that she's being red from her head to her toe, from the inside out, that she's being red 
some to depict it and 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 tear her apart, but you're going to use it for her testimony. Others are watching her because they are impressed with the her love for you. But there's a a, a struggle going on. A, who's looking at her for this, and who's looking at her for that? Strengthen her as she goes through. Strengthen Minister Margot as she goes through. Strengthen Minister Kalan and Minister Brandon as they go through and remind us all that we're walking living epistles, read of all humankind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. See you on tomorrow for Iron Sharpening Iron. Bye-bye. Thank you.